Welcome to another episode of Out the Rabbit Hole here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We're also on the web at KUCI.org. I'm Robert Larson. This is our October 27th, 2011 edition of the show. Before we get fully underway, I have a couple of quick reminders for you. First of all, the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the KUCI staff or management or the UC Board of Regents. And if you want to give me some feedback on the show, I always appreciate that. You can email me at rglarson at org. You can also catch me on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash rglarson. We currently have thousands and thousands of people camping out in protest in major and smaller cities in the U.S. and around the world. And this has been going on for almost two months now. It started out as Occupy Wall Street and has grown into something and some kind of grown into some kind of revolution. The mainstream news media are doing a pretty good job of trying to act like not much is going on. That's why we're going to keep talking about it here, because something is going on. People are finally awake to the fact that we are all suffering because of corporate greed, because of corporate domination of everything, including our government. So as part of the 99% calling out the 1%, this is... Occupy KUCI. Back with us today to make sure nobody turns away from this historical moment is Mac White. Mac is out of Austin, Texas, and is co-host of PSYOP Radio. He is a uh, comic book artist and graphic novelist whose books include The Bush Junta, uh, Villa of the Mysteries, and The Mutant Book of the Dead. Also with us is... uh, Another former guest, Michaela J. Michaela is out of Toronto, Canada, and is a documentary filmmaker, narrator, singer, songwriter, composer, dancer, and actor. She is the uh, narrator of the film uh, Pax Americana and was the voice of The Corporation, that hugely important film whose influence on the Occupy Wall Street movement cannot be overstated. And as well with us is... uh, Smiles Lewis, who has also been on the show several times and is also the co-host of PSYOP Radio, uh, proprietor of the website uh, Elf Infested Spaces and uh, uh, many other activities, which uh, uh, I didn't have time to put my notes together last night because I didn't know he was going to be on the show until... um, today but anyways he can fill us in on all of the wonderful things that he is doing so i will say um uh, ladies first michaela welcome to the show thank you thanks for having me back it's it's good to have you and uh mac white uh, welcome back as well hello there and thank you for inviting me and uh smiles lewis great to be here yeah, yeah, and and I'm sorry, I, I, I uh, Elf Infested Spaces, PSYOP Radio, uh, fill us in on the rest of the things that you're involved with. I'm sorry, I just drew a blank because I didn't okay. have my notes. Um, lots of nonprofits locally here in Austin, Texas, including uh, one I founded called the Anomaly Archives that deals with all kinds of forbidden knowledge um, books that I've collected, thousands of them, over the last uh, decade or so, and uh, Anomaly Radio where we stream the uh, PSYOP radio show, Mac and I, and a number of other shows, and plenty of others, but 
Let's get on with the occupation. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Michaela, uh, you uh, it's been a while since you've been on the show, so let's uh, go to you first. And um, we've been, we did this a couple weeks ago, our first uh, Occupy Wall Street uh, a version of uh, Out the Rabbit Hole here, and uh, we talked, had different people from different parts of the U.S. Uh, reporting on what's been going on, and you are our uh, northern neighbor uh, there in Canada, Toronto to be exact, and uh, what uh, kinds of things are going on there? What are you hearing from your friends and uh, the whole vibe there? Well, um, the main cities that uh, I'm aware of, what's going on through the people that I'm connected to are Vancouver, Montreal, and Toronto. Um, I've been, unfortunately, really wrapped up in another documentary, and I haven't been able to um, make it down to uh, St. James Park, uh, Cathedral Park, where everybody is gathering uh, there. Um, today, um, I believe it was the Postal Workers Union came out and demonstrated, which I was trying to get to. I think it was at 1 o'clock Toronto time. And uh, I haven't been able to catch up with uh, myself today to find out any more info, but uh, maybe before uh, the show is over, I'll look in and do a little bit of research. Um, there's, there's a bit of a different vibe up here. Um, you mentioned the corporation, and when I worked on that, uh, it came out seven years ago, and it seems to have more of a relevance now than, than ever before. And maybe because we made it in Canada, we were able to have somewhat of an objective view of, of no offense to any of you or anybody else, but the quote-unquote American way uh, in terms of uh, corporate um, activity and identity, uh, it seems to become more and more relevant uh, it, it's almost like the more that we focused on it, the more uh, counter-reaction to that by becoming more... Mm, what is the word? <laughs> I'm trying to be very Canadian and polite about it, but, you know, the, um, the truth of it is that uh, everybody now, all walks of life, all colors, races, genders, and ages have come out to... to, to um, speak out, to gather, to uh, join forces. Uh, in fact, even today I just noticed that there are people um, gathering, uh, was it in Lebanon or in, in Egypt where they where everything seemed to start with the, the, the Arab, Arab Spring, where it's starting yeah. to uh, gain momentum again in solidarity with what's happening in the States and what's happening elsewhere. I think there's like 1,900 Occupies that are happening all over the world right now. Um, coming back to Canada, though, um, we have different. We don't have the same issues. We don't have the same banking issues that exist in the states. Uh, there wasn't a you know the trillion dollar bailouts here. We have different concerns. They're they're definitely um, equally as important, but we're seeing it as on a maybe on a slightly different um, level of concern. Uh, although, when you look at the global um, situation, it's so apparent how everyone has been touched by what's going on. Even if they're not going out, they're finding out about it through their neighbors, their family, the Internet. And to me, that is the biggest um, positive outcome out of when we did the corporation. I guess I kind of, I was a bit naive when we made it. I was expecting that maybe it would have like this major uh, shift uh, that people would be, want to rally and, 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 and um, 
and speak out about things. And there was a groundswell of uh, grassroots movements at the time uh, that did get involved, that did look at corporations to see what were they doing exactly. And, you know, they're made of people, even though there's this whole uh, debate, you know, of a corporation being, you know, having personhood, quote-unquote. Right. Um, it's people that are running it. And it's those specific people, uh, you could call them the 1%, you can just, you can call them whatever you like, uh, but at the end of the day, they have children, they have relatives that aren't necessarily part of that, um, that label. And uh, I really tried to get away personally from it being the 99% against the 1%, because at the end of the day, it's all of us um, that are being affected, even, even the the people at the top echelon of the of the uh, the focus of what everybody's focusing on and pointing their finger at as being the problems, um, they're going to be affected by all of this as well. And I think it's still too soon to see exactly what that is. Um, I feel I have to be honest. I feel a bit isolated in Canada because of uh, not being in the states. It seems like there's a much more uh, there's more media focus on it on a global scale, um, especially what just happened in Oakland. And um, that has been probably, uh, somebody said it was a game changer on Facebook, I noticed this today, because it, it just, it brought it really home. It's like, why is there a war against the citizens of the state? Why, are there, why is there like a war against the people that are protesting and saying, we're tired of this, we don't want this anymore? Right. So, so this will get more people thinking and talking and looking at it, and I think will garner sympathy for the movement. And, and I would say your comment about the 99% and the 1%, I mean, it, it's just it's a term of like, okay, we know that they're the top 1% of I- income earners who are benefiting from the way things are to the detriment of the bottom 99% or really more the bottom 80%. And it, it, but the thing is, just because you are part of that 1% doesn't mean that you have to uh, um, side with the way things are. There are people who have come out and said, I am part of the 1%. I'm in that income category, but I am opposed to the way things are being run. I want things run more equitably. I don't feel comfortable with all these people being uh, victimized and being angry at, at, at people like us, I think we should, you know, change the system. So I don't, yeah, I don't want to, I, I kind of understand what you're saying, but I think there's a, a way we can look at it to say, well, we can use those terms 99 and 1%, but we don't have to think of it like just because you are in that income category, you are the enemy. So, um, yeah, let's let's move it around a little bit here. I want to get uh, Smiles Lewis in on the conversation. Um, this has been a while since we've talked to you on the show here. Um, so, yeah, your, your initial sort of thoughts about what's uh, been going on and uh, what you've uh, witnessed in Austin, Texas there. Well, um, I've, sadly, I haven't been able to go to uh, more than one day ago. I drive by the location, the encampment, uh, twice a day on my way to my day job. But um, interestingly enough, you know, it's been really peaceful here. Um, the uh, police and fire folks and SWAT teams have been more or less using it as an opportunity to uh, put out good PR for themselves. Um, press the flesh, as I think Mac was saying. <laughs> and, um, it, it, and yet, we're not, the, the locals here aren't going up against uh, the same kind of issues that are going on elsewhere as far as uh, the encampment and sleeping overnight. 
Um, Austin has a uh, an anti-camping ordinance that, of course, has uh, been a, a, a problem for uh, Austin's local homeless population. With uh, with the economy, is of course growing like it is around the country and the world. And um, so, interestingly enough, there's been a lot of effort to, to work with the local law enforcement as far as not uh, really going against that and, and perhaps instigating uh, a violent confrontation. But uh, interestingly enough, I have noticed that uh, every day there's more people that I see on my way to work who are sleeping there on the steps of City Hall. And while certainly there could be a portion of that that's the homeless population, um, I, I really think it's just more and more people slowly getting involved and, um, you know, that's, they are trying to maintain that physical presence. And as uh, one of your callers on your last show about to Occupy said, um, you know, part of the issue here is this whole idea of the commons and uh, public spaces. And, you know, that's just one small angle, one small part of this greater issue that I really think anybody with eyes to see can uh, recognize that it's really just about the angst, the anger over all the list of things that have gone on, the, 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 uh, the, the litany of, of atrocity and crime and corruption that's been going on, not just for the last 10 years, but particularly uh, the last three to five, you know. Um, the bailouts, obviously, are a key uh, issue here. And, you know, the rule of law, it's, it's you know, laws are always uh, enforced by the people in power, and the people in power, um, you know, fund the politicians who make the laws. And this is the thing that I wish uh, more of the right-wing and left-wing uh, activists out there would come together about. As uh, the Atlantic Monthly, Mac White sent me a link to the Atlantic Monthly, showing um, a, a real simple diagram of where the, the Tea Partiers and the uh, OWS agree. And, of course, it's, it's uh, big government and the, the, the corporations manipulating government in, in order to benefit those corporations. And it's, it's as simple as that. And the fact that, um, you know, there is no justice in this country right now, and hasn't been for a long time, and it's just getting worse, um, I think people are just fed up, and that's really what it comes down to. And, you know, I, I think we do, we're going to face some harsh realities here um, that, are the underpinning of fear for the future that uh, is in the hearts and minds of so many of these people. But we're also going to face the, the hard harsh times of trying to make this movement last through the winter. Um, that's just a physical reality that we have to, we have to come to grips with. You know, we're going to have to help our brothers and sisters uh, who are there as our representatives, more than those criminals at the District of Criminals, and we, we have to uh, extend whatever uh, a value we have to give, uh, whether it's speaking up for them when, you know, idiots uh, try to slander them uh, in our presence, or if it's actually in the form of, uh, of going down and giving them blankets, uh, you know, or food or whatever, because it's going to be hard, um, and we, you know, that's certainly something we don't need to see is uh, the, this movement that's so rife with, with potential wither and die due to the difficulties of actually having a physical occupation outdoors in the midst of a cold winter. Uh, well said. Uh, however, uh, Smiles, we're... Um there's a lot of static on your line. If I could have you uh, in, in just a, a, 
a few seconds here. Um, hang up and then call us right back, and hopefully we get a, a better uh, connection. Can we do that? Yeah, I'll try a different phone. Uh, okay, and uh, so we'll just go to a little music here, and then we'll bring uh, Smiles back on. Okay, a little musical break there so we could uh, see if we could get our one guest, uh, Smiles Lewis, on a uh, better phone line. And so we played a little music from one of our other guests, Michaela J. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Smiles Lewis, let's see, how does it sound? Is it any better now? Um, testing one, two. That is 100% better. All right, so if you want to, like, uh, say anything else real quickly, and then we can kind of move along and let Mac uh, chime in here. Uh, so, yeah, what else did you in town right now. You know, uh, we all monitor the news wire. We all uh, pay attention to uh, deep politics, parapolitics, and uh, life in general, uh, political. But um, there are so many aspects of this that could be reported on, and I'm looking forward to hearing from our other friends on the line. Uh, okay, great. Uh, yeah, um, Mac White, let's uh, get you uh, to chime in here. Uh, you've been uh, sitting there very patiently. <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, Smiles mentioned that we've got a long, hard winter coming up here, and people are going to need uh, donations, the people who are out there occupying the various cities. And that brought to mind, I was just reading today in the Austin paper that uh, this um, cop riot that happened in Oakland yesterday has energized the movement. Whatever the cops or the uh, people who were uh, pulling the puppet strings that the cops hoped to accomplish, uh, well, it's actually had the effect of energizing the movement because people have been showing up at Occupy Austin, donating food and and, and all sorts of supplies and things that the people down there need. Uh, And and what made them do it? It's it's seeing this outrage that was played out uh, there in Oakland. And, you know, not everyone can actually go down and occupy the the city parks and the plazas and the various uh, public places that are being occupied across the country, but you can help out in so many other ways by donating things, uh, donating food and and, and money and and what have you. And uh, we're seeing that here. We've been very blessed here in Austin with uh, a really what's being described as a mellow scene. Uh, there's been some a, a great deal of cooperation between the protesters and the police. Uh, the police chief, Art Acevedo, has visited the uh, Occupy Austin several times. Uh, he goes down there, has his photo ops, posts uh, for pictures with the protesters, etc. And, um, you know, uh, they're not allowed to camp there at the City Hall Plaza, but they're actually camping uh, at a, a campground that's been set up over on the east side of town, but sleeping is allowed. You know, they're, they're working in shifts to uh, keep the occupation going 24 hours a day, but if someone falls asleep, the cops are not bothering them. And, you, you know, they're, um, they're keeping the place clean, uh, the, the, the occupiers, and uh, they're picking up trash, and there have been, you know, a few problems. Uh, there have been a few arrests, but the arrests have mostly been, uh, you know, people who were bothering the uh, occupiers. Uh, there have been situations uh, where homeless people have been coming to the Occupy Austin uh, place, and uh, 
that has led to some tense situations. I come in there to get uh, food and so forth, and, and God bless them, they, they need it. Uh, but they're mentally ill and in many cases, and, and uh, it's uh, made for a difficult situation. But here in Austin, uh, the occupiers have, uh, you know, uh, come up with the idea of having volunteer peacekeepers to intervene in any kind of tense situations that come up, any disagreements or whatever. There was a situation of fight over food that, that, that happened here. Um, and, again, this is involving uh, homeless people. Uh, and, well, you know, that led to an arrest. But uh, there haven't been a whole lot of them. Uh, there was one arrest that I read about where it, this was an individual, a woman, who showed up there just to harass the occupiers and, and just uh, spewed obscenities and so forth. And, well, she got arrested. <laughs> Um, but uh, they're also policing themselves as far as the public use of drugs and uh, drinking, and they're making sure that uh, any sort of activity like that, which would really, uh, you know, make for the movement looking really bad, that they police it themselves and they get rid of them. And, you know, that's very encouraging that you see that, you know, the people, as in we, the people, um, are able to uh, take care of ourselves pretty well without the authorities. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's encouraging, I think. We, yeah, we were talking a little bit about this off the air, <clears throat> uh, and it, it reminds me in a lot of ways I, of of Burning Man, and I don't mean that to put up any red flags of uh, people who are against this, of, of kind of craziness, but uh, the kind of Burning Man minus the pyrotechnics and all of that, but, but this notion that Burning Man is this voluntary community. Everybody shows up there. They have a sort of uh, uh, bond of a, a common sort of uh, uh, desire, and they have their own security, their own cleanup crew, their own everything. Authorities from government are not needed. People generally don't get seriously injured, and they uh, clean up when they're done, and it, they look spotless when everybody leaves. And so this can be done, this whole voluntary community uh, kind of idea. And, uh, yeah, so that that's very encouraging. Also, at this moment, I just thought I just want to throw this out there. Those of you listening, uh, I know there is an Occupy Orange County and an Occupy Irvine. So uh, please contact me, and uh, I want to get you on the show to help us uh, out with uh, understanding what's going on right here where we're broadcasting from. And you can email me at rg. Larson at KUCI.org. So any of you Occupy Irvine or Occupy Orange County people. So, uh, yeah, um, Michaela, do you have anything to add to what we've uh, just been saying here? I do, actually. Um, and without getting uh, <clears throat> too uh, off the mark, I uh, came across a quote uh, someone sent to me today. It's, it's a John Lennon quote, and I don't um, Can I read it? It's just a couple of lines. Sure. All we have to do is awaken the power in the people. The people are unaware. It's like they're not educated to realize that they have power. They put the politicians in power. They vote for the local mayor. The people do it. But the system is so geared that everybody believes that, quote-unquote, the father will fix everything, the father being the government. Government will fix everything. It is all government's fault. Shake your fist to the government. Well, 
we are the government, the people are the government, and the people have the power. We must try and make them aware of this. And I felt like, I mean, when did he say this? It must have been 30 years ago. And it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like the uh, humanity never learns, or certain people will never learn, or they just don't get it. And I'm shocked, as much as I'm inspired by the people that are out there every day. And I and I I love what you guys are saying about you know there's so many ways to to do this, and that there we're uh, you know we're talking about a, uh, a global winter. People are going to need blankets, socks, boots, jackets, sleeping bags. They're going to need everything to get through the winter. Um, so as much as I'm inspired by all of that and, and this whole global movement, I'm also extremely shocked by a number of people that make really catty comments on things that people post. Um, certain people that I hear, they, they discuss things like they are just com- completely clueless and they have no idea of, of why people are protesting and this whole thing in the media that uh, and news uh, where there's been a almost like a blanket statement. I don't know if you know what I mean, but they're just constantly talking about how it's unfocused and maybe at the beginning it was it was something that people were focusing on saying, but I think we're so past that now. Mm-hmm. The movement well, is so big. <laughs> they're called <laughs> talking points. Yeah, they're propagandistic talking points that the mainstream uh, corporate media have. And yeah, it's that they're unfocused. It's that uh, the... Um, uh, well, class warfare, that, that's, that's the, Fox News likes that one a lot, uh, that they're, they're engaging in class warfare, and my, my re- response to that always is, um, yeah, but we're fighting back, you started it, the, the 1% or whatever term we want to use, we're just fighting back now, uh, but uh, yeah, so, but they have those talking points to sort of dismiss the whole thing, you make a good point about that. But it, as you were saying about what happened in Oakland, and it sounds like, um, this young man that was hit, and he had done two tours of duty. He came back, and ironically, you know, somebody, oh, there was another quote that somebody had said about how, you know, he went to protect America, and he came back, and he found the enemy. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that really hit uh, me very much, because it this young man doing what he felt was right and coming back. And, and there's a picture of him standing beside it. It looks like a Marine. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and it was right before he was hit. And just that, the one, I mean, of all the things, like you've talk, you guys are talking about arrests that have happened and small things, but I think this one particular person has really, through what's happened with him, has really changed things. People are really, really... Um, uh, paying closer attention as it goes along. Maybe people that were, you know, poo-pooing the whole thing or just thinking people were blowing it out of proportion um, have started to take note. There was also um, uh, another, um, form, like a vet that it was in New York, I believe, a big, tall, black guy, just mm-hmm. very, very, very vocal and telling the cops, Why, there's no war here. Why are you fighting with civilians? I went to Iraq. I fought in Iraq. This is not a war. And yeah. I think he was on um, a couple of interview shows as well because, you know, he had the guts to just stand up to them and say that. I think if more people do that, uh, before it gets to the point where there's a, um, altercations, 
Yeah, and it, we, we need to get, let these law enforcement officers know that they, they're really, they're, they should be on our side. They, they are part of the 99%. And, uh, it, but uh, the, um, the Marine Corps fellow in uh, Oakland, uh, yeah, he was, uh, I understand, a member of Iraq, Iraq Veterans Against the War, which is like a sort of uh, a Smedley Butler moment type of uh, group of uh, realizing that on these uh, militaristic adventures, uh, it's it's often not about uh, fighting to defend uh, the safety of the American people. It's about fighting for the interests of these big uh, banks and corporations. And uh, 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 Smiles, I, I think I can hear you in the background if you want to uh, uh, chime in on that thought there. Well, I, it's uh, Sergeant Shamar Thomas that you are referring to who yelled down and shamed those NYPD um, riot cops, and um, which is, has had the positive effect of now uh, there's spinoff groups of Occupy Marines and Occupy Police. There are uh, groups in those uh, professions who are uniting in solidarity with the Occupy movement. Um, uh, on one of the message boards I've been following, these uh, issues on uh, one of the fellows who's been at uh, a big protest, I believe, in, in, in New York City, said that just that this morning he was coming off the subway and saw six or eight uh, Marines in desert camouflage, and they asked, you know, which way to the protest. Wow. And uh, I think this is, this is phenomenal. And sadly, as uh, I think Mac said last week, um, you know, it, it often takes violence for the mainstream media to pay attention and that's what's happened yet again, but um, it's, it's a sad truth. But, um, you know, there's so much going on right now. Um, there's a fantastic uh, expose by Greg Pallast uh, on Democracy Now!, where he's pointing out that, um, you know, that there's, there's this fundraising event that uh, Goldman Sachs pulled out of, and, you know, he's pointing out that, it's not about a $5,000 donation. It's, it's about the fact that because of the multi-billion dollar tarp that they took the money from, they're required by law to be giving a portion of it back to the people, back to uh, banks, uh, these new these credit unions that are supposed to help uh, um, lower income people. And so it's really uh, uh, exemplary of the kind of, that we're seeing and how so much of our society is controlled by these money manipulators. And, um, you know, it's, it's amazing where we're finding uh, some of these articles. Um, you know, CBS News has uh, an article right now, Occupy Wall Street Turns into Occupy Earth, and it's a very uh, endorsing commentary, and it's pointing to, you know, all of these issues that range from the, the destruction of the earth by these corporations to um, the issue of, of wealth and equity and uh, how, you know, other, others are just pointing out how the, it's, it's all about, um, you know, like with the super congress, um, mm -hmm. uh, David Swanson, who's with Roots Action, uh, said today, super congress member John Kerry's home state is fifth in the nation in military spending and employing lots of registered voters building machines of death for Raytheon, whose former head was brought in by the Obama administration as Deputy Secretary of Defense, and who told the Washington Times in June, the wars of the future will be longer, deadlier, and waged against a more diverse variety of enemies than ever before. And all the people on the Super Congress, they're getting money from these war industries. 
So, and, and they're threatening to get rid of Social Security and, and uh, you know, the, the checks and balances that are supposed to, when they're working correctly, uh, make this a free society. Um, you know, obviously so many of these institutions haven't worked for, properly for a long time, but um, there are legitimate grievances um, and there's legitimate concern uh, that, that we should be always vigilant against uh, infiltration and manipulation. There's already examples of this. Um, Brad Bloggs reporting that uh, former H.B. Gary federal um, guy who had it out for Anonymous and WikiLeaks is conspiring with an FBI snitch uh, within the um, Occupy Wall Street scene. Um, you know, this kind of thing is going on. And, uh, you know, the hardest part is, is, is getting the right image across, sadly, through the, the horror media. And I don't mean horror in the best you know, positive <laughs> sense. You know? uh, not the holy horror. This is the, uh, this is the you know, the, the, the uh, PR firms for the big corporations. It's hard to get the, a message through them to the people. Um, but I think, uh, as other people have said, it's the people are too big to fail. I actually don't think... They can really, they, the power elite, the the 1%, can actually control this at this point. Yeah, I think they they, they overplayed their hand, and uh, they just, uh, just, oh, whoops, we went a little too far, and you know, we can't put the genie back in the bottle, uh, people are awake, we've pushed them too far, we've pushed them down too far. You make people uh, hungry enough, in this case it's not always literal food hunger, but hungry because they don't have jobs. And uh, you, you, you make that situation bad enough, you know, people hungry in the sense that they know they'll never get out of debt. So, uh, yeah, that they've overplayed it, and, and I'm, I'm happy about that. And here we are, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let this play out. We, I mean, we'll let, we'll, all of us will do what we can to uh, bring this to a more uh, equitable system, a more of a system of we the people that it's supposed to be. So what, uh, we don't have a whole lot of time left, so what I want to do right now is um, give you each about um, two or three minutes to just uh, give me a, a you know, kind of best summation of what you think needs to be said uh, for today. And so, uh, Mac, it's your turn. Well, I just want to say that the elites uh, don't seem to know any other way to play than to overplay their hand. Uh, they overplayed their hand with the bailouts and all the other uh, criminal actions, and they overplayed their hand uh, a couple of days ago in Oakland. Uh, that was ugly. It was uncalled for. It was unconstitutional, and it was criminal. And they made it very obvious who they actually protect and serve, and it ain't us. But what we really need to watch out here for are the tactics that might be used to, uh, to shut down the movement. Uh, Oakland got a lot of attention. Uh, one thing that didn't get as much attention because there wasn't as much violence was what happened at Occupy Atlanta, where a man showed up there, uh, presumably as a supporter of the movement. He showed up with an AK-47, and no one knew him, no, no one knew his name, no one knew where he came from, uh, but he was walking around there with the AK-47, and the Atlanta police, who had been waiting for an excuse, they conveniently had one now. They shut it down because there was a man there with an AK-47. Now, it's that kind of thing. It's, it's uh, these kinds of, of, of lies, really, uh, that they're going in to uh, uh, shut it down because it's uh, 
unsafe or it's unsanitary or there's someone walking around with a gun. Uh, that's the kind of thing that we've got to watch out for, provocateurs. And I'll tell you, the elites are not going to give up easily. Uh, they're not just going to suddenly walk away. And we know from history that uh, they are fully capable of cold-blooded murder. They committed murder in a similar situation in 1932 when the Bonus Army descended on Washington, D.C. Uh, years later, uh, at Kent State, there was a National Guard in that case, but four were killed. These elites are dead serious. And, uh, you know, we, we, ha we have to recognize that, that they're not going to give up. But I'll tell you what, the encouraging thing is there's more of us than there are of them. And that quote uh, that Michaela read earlier from John Lennon, I believe, is very important uh, to remember, you know, that we actually have the power, power to the people. All right. Thank you, Mac. Uh, let's move it to you, Michaela, uh, about uh, two or three minutes here. Okay, I won't talk too long, um, but uh, I'm inspired by Asma Mahfouz, who was the one that really started the whole Arab Spring, along with the uh, the youth movement there. But um, I feel like, <clears throat> once again, uh, being inspired by so many people that uh, that echo her sentiments of what what she had just had had enough, and this one little woman, this little powerhouse of a woman was able to just state so clearly and so succinctly what the problems were, what needed to be done, and rallied everybody in such a, like, we don't care if we're going to get hurt. We don't, we don't, you know, in, in her words, she was saying, I'm a woman. If you're a real man, come and protect me. Protect your family, protect your country, protect your nationality, all of those things. And, um... It worked. I mean, there was a lot of people that were hurt and, and killed, and she said those were the bravest because they really went in um, straight into the front lines. They really just all gathered. And I think once that momentum, all what we're seeing, this global winter, this, you know, all these phrases that we're calling it, um, that's where I'm, I'm looking at, this divisiveness, this 99%, 1%, whatever. I... I need to look at it for my own sanity, <laughs> from a place of um, what are the positive aspects of it. Yes, there's going to be a lot of negativity, a lot of things that nobody's really going to agree on, but that's how democracy really works. This is what democracy looks like. That phrase sticks in my mind so much. Um, a, a colleague and friend of mine, Velcro Ripper, is a documentary filmmaker as well, and he's in New York, and he's started a movement called uh, Occupy Love, and it's people standing side by side, realizing more and more exactly what you just said. Uh, was it Max that said that? Was it, or was it Smiles said, uh, that what? talked before me? Who yeah. was the one? Oh, that was Mac that just talked right yeah, before me. Yeah, I mean, I think you're totally right. It's, there are more of us than there are of them. Um, and I think that it's almost like the bullies in school when people turn on them and they reach a point where they've just had, had enough, and I would like to see that happen on a, on a much more profound level. And so my work, the, the, the work that I want to get involved with, um, with Occupy Toronto or Occupy Canada, is to be more on the, um, not the protesting side, but more on the side of pragmatic, positive changes that can happen from not just protesting and being out amongst other people, what are the other things that we can all do? 
Uh, and I think that that is just going to be uh, an ongoing conversation. This isn't going to get cleared up by the weekend. And I'm excited by that. I really am. Uh, like I said, maybe I was naive when we did the corporation, but um, it's happening now, seven years later, and for whatever it's worth, um, I'm grateful for this conversation and for all of you guys talking and everyone listening and, and what, what can uh, spark from this. So. Well, you all planted the seed there with the corporation, and it, it is blossoming now, and the people being awake. And uh, that, uh, thank you, Michaela. Let, let's uh, let's move it on to Smiles Lewis. If you uh, just a couple minutes here can kind of give us your uh, sort of final thoughts on uh, where we need to, what we need to be thinking about. Well, uh, thank you first of all for having us on, and um, thank you, Michaela, for her work on the corporation. And uh, there's the meme going around right now that. I don't believe uh, corporations are persons until Texas executes one. <laughs> um, I, I think we can really find inspiration in any number of the camps around the occupied territories of our planet right now. Um, I just read today about Reverend Giles Frazier in London, who has resigned from uh, St. Paul's Cathedral because of plans to kick the protesters off of the property after he let them camp there because the, the city uh, wasn't letting them camp at a park nearby, and he's afraid that it's going to end up being a matter of forcible removal. So he's throwing his body upon the gears of the machine, as Mario Sadia said, and uh, you know, resigning from his position since his voice is no longer being heard amongst uh, his own uh, contingent. Um, I've also just learned today that there are occupations going on in Sao Paulo and... Um, um, uh, other parts of uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, you know, that maybe it's not as huge as elsewhere yet, but, um, you know, there's people around the world who are feeling in, uh, the empathy with this. I mean, the kinds of things that we're facing, it's, you hear it every day about the, the collapse of the euro, um, the, the, uh, the, the, the bailouts going on in other countries, and it's all interconnected. Um, and... Uh, Robert, also, we had mentioned how this really almost seems like a preemptive 2012 situation, mm -hmm. and uh, it was in this uh, Outraged Brazilians Occupied Downtown Rio article that uh, the writer noted that there was a sign there that said, 2012 is the end of the capitalist world. <laughs> and while I might like certain aspects of capitalism in terms of its, you know, uh, some functionality, but it's, it's when it's corrupted and mutated by you know, greed and uh, corruption, that it becomes untenable. And I, I definitely think um, humanity needs to look at itself and recognize uh, the simplest of rules, the golden one, and uh, get on with helping our fellow brothers and sisters so that we can have, all of us, a better quality of life. You know, America might be becoming a third world country, but we've had it really uh, posh for a long time, and it's time to bring our brothers and sisters along with us together. All right. Uh, great, great uh, way to sum that up. And, yeah, this, uh, just forget about third world and first world countries. Let's just all be a second world country, a new world. I, I don't know. The world is enough for all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we're pretty much out of time here. So, uh, Smiles Lewis, Mac White, Michaela J., thanks so much, all of you, to, uh, for sharing today and keeping this energy going. And I hope to talk to all of you again soon. Thank you. Yes, thanks for having us on. Thank you, Robert.
Okay. All right. Take care now. All right. So that sums up uh, Out the Rabbit Hole here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, also on the web at KUCI.org. If you want to give me some feedback on the show, you can email me at rglarson at KUCI.org. Yeah, those of you in the Occupy OC or Occupy Irvine, uh, please do email me at that address, rglarson at KUCI.org. And uh, once more, the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the KUCI staff or management or the UC Board of Regents. Robert Larson here, Out the Rabbit Hole. I will be talking to you next week.